This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Today on the newscast, a U.S. base in Syria attacked by a swarm of drones, and Iran's fingerprints are all over it. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. Things have been eerily and uncharacteristically quiet for U.S. troops in Syria over the past few months when it comes to dealing with Iran-backed drone attacks. Now, that's a good thing, but that all changed today, Friday, January 20th. A swarm of attack drones targeted the Al-Tanf military base in eastern Syria, where hundreds of U.S. troops are stationed. I'll get into all the details in a minute, Iran's role in it, and why the timing, why now, for this drone attack. Before I do, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Folks, we had another segment lined up today. We weren't going to be talking drone attacks and chaos in the Middle East. We have a great biblical archaeology story from Jerusalem, a new artifact found that I'm dying to share with you. But We had to hold it when this news broke about what happened in Syria. So let's break it down. Again, the Al-Tanf base, it's in eastern Syria, near Syria's borders with Iraq and Jordan. And three drones today. Now, some call them suicide drones. Some call them kamikaze drones. We've got a lot of opinions on that in our comments section, no doubt. But nevertheless, three unmanned drones packed with explosives were flown into that military base. Now, thankfully, no one was killed. No U.S. soldiers were injured or killed, but two Syrian opposition fighters at the base who are aligned with U.S. troops, they were injured. Apparently, they're okay, but they were injured in this attack. Two of the drones were shot down, according to the U.S. military, but one struck a building inside the base area. And there you have it, folks. Now, of course... So far, we don't have a clear indication of who was behind it, at least according to the official record and official statements coming out of the U.S. military. But it's pretty clear, folks, that the Iranian regime engineered this attack. It follows a string of similar attacks against not only that Al-Tanf base and recent attacks, by the way, against not only that base, but U.S. forces and U.S. assets throughout Syria and Iraq. More on that in a second, the Iranian smoking gun, no pun intended. But you might say, why are U.S. forces in Syria? Now we've got, I think, two or 3,000 in Iraq next door. There's about 900 U.S. troops in Syria. And folks, they are there, according to the Pentagon, to train Syrian opposition forces to fight against ISIS and other jihadis in Syria. I mentioned how two of those Syrians were injured in this drone strike today. Now, ISIS has largely been crushed in Syria. Still a threat, no doubt. We can't go to sleep when it comes to the ISIS threat. But largely, that caliphate has been smashed, crushed. And ISIS is not, by a long shot, the greatest threat in Syria today. But guess who is? 
the Iranian regime. And that brings us to the Al-Tanf base, back to the Al-Tanf base. I've told you that it was targeted many times over the months by rockets and attack drones. In October 2022, just a few short months ago, another drone swarm. This time it was five drones were flown into that base. No one was injured in that attack as well, thankfully, or killed, thankfully. But the U.S. military, after that attack, was very clear. They explicitly said that Iran was behind this attack. Now, we're waiting to hear what they say. I I mentioned a minute ago the official record so far is, hey, we don't know who did it. We'll see. Will the U.S. military come out again and be very uh, upfront about it and say, this was Iran? We'll wait and see, and I'll bring you an update if they do. But folks, again, uh, pretty clear, these, this was either Iran itself sending Iranian-made drones or more likely Iranian proxies in the region, in Iraq and Syria, these various Shia militias that are controlled by the regime in Tehran. Why now? As I mentioned at the top, it's been a bit quiet since October, at least for U.S. forces when it comes to these Iranian drones. Not for the Kurds, who've been bombarded with Iranian rockets and drones over the past few months in northern Iraq and Kurdistan. Not for the people of Ukraine, who've been bombarded with Iranian drones supplied to and used by the Russian military. But for U.S. forces, they hadn't been targeted. Why now? Well, I think, folks, it's two very simple reasons. Number one, U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is in Israel right now. He met yesterday with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant, and Foreign Minister Eli Cohen. And the main order of business in those talks was Iran and how to deal with Iran's nuclear program. So you have to think the Iranian regime is sending a message in that regard, number one. Uh, Number two, members of the Biden administration, in what is actually a good thing, in the foreign policy realm, which has been few and far between for this administration over the past two years, as we've documented here in the newscast, members of the Biden administration who've been obsessed with reforging that nuclear deal with Iran have said recently that the deal is off the table. Uh, Blinken, Anthony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, said the deal is essentially dead right now and Iran had its chance and Iran blew it. So, Iran also, this is a form of extortion or blackmail that Iran has conducted many times against the West in order to bring the West, and the U.S. in particular, back to the negotiating table on that Iran nuclear deal. Now, the West has walked away finally because, for two reasons, really, and we've detailed this on the newscast. Number one, because it's hard to be negotiating with the same regime that it's murdering its citizens in the streets which is happening right now in Iran as people protest against this wicked regime. And secondly, Iran is openly supplying Russia with thousands of drones and perhaps ballistic missiles soon as well. So it's not exactly politically expedient for the Biden administration and the Europeans to be at the negotiating table with such a regime right now. But Iran wants that deal. Iran wants the cover of that Iran nuclear deal so it can operate under the cover of darkness more and more get sanctions lifted, get a financial windfall of billions of dollars that can go to build up its terror and nuclear infrastructure even more. So many times, I mentioned blackmail and extortion, folks. When Iran, when the regime wants something, it will act out and lash out. And it's basically saying to the West, if you don't come back to the table, this is what you'll get. There's no telling the chaos and havoc we will cause in the Middle East and beyond 
if you don't give us what we want. The big question as we go here, will the West give Iran what it wants? Certainly it has in the past and in the not so distant past in the form of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal, an absolute debacle. And then the mere fact that the West came back to the negotiating table last year in Vienna with the Iranian regime, Iran has usually won out and got its way and it's acted like the big bully on the block and nations that are by far more economically and military powerful, uh, more powerful than Iran have some reason, for some reason, chosen to appease this regime, which sees itself, by the way, no, no surprise drones were used, sees itself as a drone superpower, equipping its proxies throughout the region, surrounding Israel with a ring of fire. It's a nasty situation. Here's the good news. The book of Psalms says on a few occasions that God sees all of this, folks. He sees Israel's enemies plotting and maneuvering, and he quite literally laughs. The God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is in control. Don't forget it. Take that positive and encouraging thought into the weekend with you. God still sits on the throne. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.